the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 37 <gasps> of the ever-popular, ever-expanding, though mm. a decrease in downloads, that's a shame. <laughs> Peek behind the curtains there. <laughs> it's not really a decrease, it's because we had an advert running last month. Or the month before? I've time. Yeah, I, I probably should say, like, relative to the last month, not that people have actively undownloaded yeah, the show. It's actually doing very well. So don't go thinking this is shit because we have to have perceived value where, like, if we act like this is the number one podcast and people be like, have you heard it's the number one podcast? I mean, I don't know anyone who listens it's to it. It's not top of any of the official lists, but, you know. It's one of those underground charts. <laughs> We're a black market pod. <laughs> Uh, that sounds very illicit. Anyway, who are we? I'm Declan. Who are you? And what is this? I'm Isaac. And together, we are. We, that's a shame. Yeah, that's us. That's us. Back again. You thought that was the last one, didn't you? Episode 36. You thought, what a perfect place to end on a discussion of the fat earth. It was a two hour special, just like it was quite the long, old Twin it? Peaks. Mm. Oh, yeah. Twin Peaks was good, I hear. It was the most incredible Seminal. thing that ever happened. Mm, I can't wait. I need to catch up. Yeah, you do. You've been saying that for for literally now three months. I will, though. It's just difficult to find the time sometimes. And also, I'm at the bit in season two where it really dips off when they're trying to work out any semblance of a plot to scrabble together the rest of the season. Where there's the the two old men. That's One's the mayor, one's the the Rupert Murdoch of Twin Peaks. Yeah, who was just out of the picture until very suddenly he wasn't. Um, but look, we've got one hell of an episode for you. We're still on the Proust type, so if you haven't been enjoying that so far... <laughs> good, uh, good job, good there's still another 900 episodes of it. <laughs> we finished on question 22 last time, so, so there are like only 13 left. left. Only 13. Unless I add I some thought, more. I thought it was 36 questions. No, wrong. Oh, um, I could add more, though. We could take some from different Proust questionnaires, because some of the ones from the original one are so very boring that the Vanity Fair article that I'm getting these from. (laughs) Just a show of how connected we are to the truth of this questionnaire. Um, We can add whatever we want, basically. And it has the same effect. But I thought, before we dive into Proust, um, a little update on our relationship with the Flat Earthers, which has gone, for me, from strength to strength over the last few days. Well, not quite. I did get banned. We did take it. We did both get banned. Yeah. In fact, I didn't even do anything that bad. I don't think. I just believed that the Earth wasn't flat. All, all you did was believe in gravity. You fucking yeah. fool! You absolute. Sheep. And I wasn't rude to them. I was quite nice. In fact, no, you just got I was banned. very patient. But then no, I did get banned. Then Dan and I tried. This was, of course, in the uh, the group Flat Earth No Trolls, which I hope you've all joined because it's because uh, we have because we're no longer there. Yeah, carry on the flag for us. Um, then. The wonderful Joseph D'Angelo tried to start a coup. Yeah, he was like posting these things about, I just don't know if I can believe in these admins anymore. What, which then, I like, because if you mod that group, you can see <laughs> Joseph D'Angelo joined one minute ago. He's like, well, it's and not was, like the old days. And was added by the guy who they just banned for believing in gravity. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And it's a bold stance to in a in a group where it's controlled by admins to make mm-hmm. a post saying you don't think the admins are very good because they no, will and did just get rid of him. Yeah. Um, and then Dictatorial. I I'd very much had enough. For me, the final straw was I tried 
whilst in the guise of a flattist, uh-huh. to suggest that maybe their problem with trolling came from the fact that their group name <laughs> contained the phrase "no trolls," which is an absolute magnet. And the absolute that this this might trolls. this might just act as more of an invitation than a deterrent mm-hmm. for said trolls. They, they didn't uh, agree, I was, though. I was met with uh, with a message that said, the success of this group, which is already <laughs> a funny thing to say, <laughs> as it is a group that has succeeded in nothing but to peddle bullshit to its own members. All it does is its keep all the nonsense in one place, yeah. rather than allowing it to spill out elsewhere. And much of that success is due to the name No Trolls, which okay. just shows such a, a fundamental misunderstanding of the internet that it's no wonder that they can't get their head around gravity. I know. If they can't even deal with that, it just seems like some things are a hopeless leap away from them. Yeah. So I, comprehension. So I decided to kamikaze myself. It was quite a dramatic with, exit. With the following post. I said, hey, everyone. <laughs> the Earth hey. is objectively a globe. <laughs> and if you are too stupid or too ignorant to understand that, then you quite frankly deserve to be enslaved by an invisible government cabal. <laughs> You're a bunch of unsalvageable, anti-Semitic fools, too swept up in your own circle jerk of lies to see quite how much of an embarrassment you are to the very idea of evolution. So it's a good job that you don't believe in it. (laughs) Simply put, there isn't a single fact in your entire thesis, which includes some of the most appallingly convoluted racism ever used (laughs) to justify an idea so childishly stupid that to give it even a moment's credence is to admit that you are simply lost to the real world. (laughs) Simply put, I hope the Jewish community comes together to boot the lot of you straight past Thoth the Moving Island (laughs) and into the totally non-existent firmament. Get a life, you cretins. (laughs) And they didn't like that. You're not, you weren't promoted to mod or anything. No, I I wasn't. Um, What happened was I got one like. Right. That's a bold like. And then I got uh, one comment from someone called Robert Murray who said, I'm not a racist, you English, all caps, twat. <laughs> You're just a, all caps, twat. Oh, because, you are, because you are a, all caps, twat. You just happen <laughs> to be English too. And then, following on from our discussion in episode 36 about the death of humour, two laugh-crying emojis. Oh, no, he didn't. They like the laugh-cry emoji, yeah. don't they, actually? And then before I could respond, they blocked um, me. Because yeah. I had... S- planned to say thanks for your input there robert this sort of comment is quite indicative of the intellectual level on which this group operates i.e minimal to none i might also (laughs) direct you to the fact that you are a flat earth believer and therefore that all of your opinions are simply invalid (laughs) but they blocked me weird so i've moved on and now i think you and i don't know if dan has yet to a group called the original flat earth versus sphere earth or something like that. Yeah. And it's got even more members. And what I like about this one is it's slightly more anarchic feel. Yeah. It reminds me of like the old days of, uh, of the flat earth movement, you know, when, it, when it was all just us in a little cave and we'd be like passing a beer around talking about how the earth might be flat and then having a little fight about it to decide whether or not that was the case, because there's a real sense of antagonism in this group that I'm, I'm deeply involved in at the moment. Yeah. I'm in the middle of being like attacked by people oh, yeah. with such a, a 
a dim and frankly incorrect view of what science is that it's hard to imagine <laughs> at them understanding anything even yeah. their own pseudoscience it is a shame um some of the stupidest things i've encountered so far is a man who posted that as proof that the earth isn't spinning well first one of their proofs is i can't feel it spinning therefore it's not okay we've we've bypassed that one <laughs> and then his his latest after i explained that was already like if you're at that point that that's part of your argument that's part of the way that you view the world then you've already admitted that you are beyond salvaging but i tried to because that's a kind of question that like children have when so they first it, was this that. when you had your response about seeing countries that you've never been to oh no that was later that was a guy who wouldn't believe anything he hadn't seen and so i was just <laughs> testing to see how far he would take that but this guy i tried to explain quite nicely i was like well you don't feel motion you feel acceleration and he was like nah not true anyway i drove cross country over the last few weeks took me 14 hours oh, to go with great. the supposed spin took me 14 hours to go against the supposed spin checkmate and i was like where, where to start <laughs> i was like do you think that if you're standing on the back of a train that's going at like 100 miles an hour you'd never be able to reach the front because you can't walk at 101 miles an hour and he was just he, he started reaching for the memes which is a bad it's bad good. sign for the flat earthers because they've got this seemingly exhaustive set of some of the worst designed memes that not only look like nonsense but they also obviously don't have objectively any. are yeah that's true so it's it's good that they look like nonsense in a way because it flags up that that's very much fundamental to their existence and they start calling you things like uh, a globby baby is one of my faves a nasa sexual um uh, a globa fucker i got called a globa fucker yeah globa fucker rather than just globe fucker i also got called a narcissist selfie cunt <laughs> <laughs> That's not, got nothing to do with the flat earth. That was in a different group. That was just, a, that was just someone who was listeners. very annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my favourite phrase that I've encountered so far, which I tweeted, so at That's a Shamecast, you would have learned about this earlier, is this guy who, once I became aware of his pattern of what he would do in these chats, you'd see it crop up. And his uh, at the first sign of any kind of argument developing he would just back out and call his like one liner that he'd leave you with in his mind he probably thinks this is like a knockout punch that you're just you get that notification you click it you read this single sentence message and then like where where do you go from there yeah um the message is come off it you're seriously delusional and it's the worst (laughs) thing i've ever read but also the best. And I guess what is interesting to me about the flat earth people, the reason I'm engaging is other than it being like an entertaining, it comes back to that Louis Theroux thing. And I don't know why he's never involved himself with the flat earth people. I hope because it's coming. Don't come out of their hovels. But it's interesting first to see this like subculture, which as I've said, um, you would not predict its size and fury. Like in 2017, you'd kind of assume that people are broadly on board, what with the 
thousands of hours of footage, someone coming back from space yesterday on video. Um, you'd think people are like basically all, all on the same page. So there's that element of just exploring a subculture. But then it's also fun to like challenge your own assumptions. There are some things they've raised that are quite interesting points and you can see why it confuses people. But then what you can't see is why you wouldn't just Google it and then find the answer immediately rather than just harbour under the illusion that planes have to tilt their noses down or else they'll fly into space. <laughs> which seems to be quite a common one at the moment. It's it's just this weird kind of um, contradiction where all they want, what what they want from you is evidence without mm. providing even a single little bit themselves. And we were saying yeah. earlier that they have this strange standard by which for it to count as scientific evidence, it has to be replicatable by any individual in their own home at any moment. Like I have to be able to pe- to perform an experiment like on video in my own dining room to prove that gravity exists or it doesn't, which yeah. simply <laughs> is not the way that any kind of investigation works. It is interesting to just have that kind of utter denial as, as a life choice. Like, because if you deny things that are that fundamental... How, what is your standard for truth? Like, what do these people believe in? Well, what they believe in is, it's just like four things that they've seen with their eyes and a couple of crudely mm. drawn MS paint diagrams. <laughs> but loads of them are, are religious though, yeah. varyingly. And loads of them believe in what I don't get fundamentally about their, their principle. And again, like it can be explained away as they are mad. So to keep that in mind is that, if you're so sceptical, it's not bad to be sceptical about things you're told and institutions that might have agendas that we don't know about. Like These are all not inherently bad qualities. But why you would be sceptical about them, but not sceptical about the explanations that some fucking mental case who lives invariably in the Deep South yeah. has printed onto his blog called Honest Thoughts of an Owl. <laughs> like, what? Why do you not apply the same standard of truth to that? To just be like, well, no one in the history of the Flat Earth movement has come up with a convincing theory as to why this might be the case. Anything happens. Yeah. Literally like anything what? happens. And and yet it's just fine. Like they'd rather live in a state of chaotic ignorance, non-certainty where just anything could be the case. Maybe it's more fun. Maybe they've got, got it right. And it just is more fun if you think that but gravity it, might just any second turn off. It doesn't seem like they're having more fun, though. It no, seems they do seem like very they're angry. constantly angry at a cabal mm. that doesn't <laughs> seem to do much other than, <laughs> other than pretend other than that the world is a globe. Advance science <laughs> in measurable ways and provide them with the internet that they're using. It's really interesting. It ties us in... Maybe we should go straight into Mark's email. Oh, yes. The subject line is evolution denier. You may remember recently that there was a memo written by a Google engineer who suggested that the gender representation gap in tech, tech based companies might be down to biology. He lost his job because of this. I shared an article about this with some colleagues. See below. I'll link to it in the show notes. 
Uh, the article drew comparisons between the software engineer's attitude and that of Darwin, who wrote in 1871, The chief distinction in the intellectual powers of the two sexes is shown by man attaining to a higher eminence in whatever he takes up than woman can attain. That's Darwin there. Darwin had assumed that women must be biologically inferior. He was, after all, a Victorian male, so perhaps had some excuse for the bias he presented. The Google engineer did not, of course, have the same excuse, although I like to think that he tried that excuse at some point. He does seem to have done. <laughs> what, so he's a time traveller? Uh, yeah, well, no, not that he is a Victorian male, but that yeah. his views are kind of traditional and backed up by science. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you read the memo? Did we discuss this on the show? I wonder. I think if... we. I think we must have alluded to it. Yeah, but we, well, it we never really spoke about it. But it was <laughs> simply incorrect in every Here's single sense. Here's the answer. Sense. It was trivial. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I shared this article with the comment: "150 years ago, Darwin basically wrote that women will never be able to achieve what men can." Sadly, today it seems that a Google engineer still wants to perpetuate this view. The reply I got from one of my colleagues: "Quote." Hard to take Darwin serious for anything, including his evolution theory. I love, I have a real particular joy for those kinds of moments when it seems like someone's about to be on your side in the first clause. And then in the second, they pull, it's oh, like yeah. a classic joke setter, <laughs> the pull back and reveal where it's like, yeah, it is hard to take Darwin serious for this no no no, oh, no. For anything, for anything including his including. evolution theory <laughs> oh that one that's been you know expanded upon developed pretty much categorized and proven in various <laughs> forms of genetic science ever since this is great as well this man is well educated and a good engineer but also an extreme christian oh, and extreme and christian are both capitalized I, coming up is my one of my favorite sentences we've ever received yeah it's so good but I do like extreme Christian yeah. because it sounds like a like Channel Five yeah, plus one show Fox. where it's presented by it's like that one Iron Chef where they get a secret ingredient yeah. delivered by a loud Japanese man and then have to cook with it. He takes the Bible as gospel truth. He believes Noah and his ark happened. <laughs> Noah and his ark, which you'll remember we've uh, we've discussed on this show, haven't we? Was that episode twenty three? I think. Yeah. Where did we land the, on that? The ferryman. Were we in favour of it? No. What? Did, what we like, I don't think it, it was. Happen. I don't think it was whether it was in favour or against. <laughs> Noah, you shouldn't have built this ark. Come on, Noah. Let them all drown, mate. It was more the that flat, so it would all fall off. It was more that it objectively did not happen. Oh, that's what, that's that was our that conclusion. Was, that was what we did. Bit like the flat okay. earth. <laughs> right. And what, what's our stance on that? We're not. No. Is, are we officially a not flat earth? I'm an absolute globe tard. I'm a globby baby. <laughs> Till I die. It's the worst <laughs> expression. It sounds like some kind of sex act involving gelatin being a globby baby. Like if you put that on Tinder, people would start sending you little round trees packets. It sounds, and asking like, for uh, out. sounds like Mr. Blobby's offspring. <laughs> He's got a globby baby. It sounds like Mr. Mr. Blobby's offspring that he had with a big carton of just amorphous fluid <laughs> and that he never visits and won't pay child support for. This led to some very interesting, if fruitless, discussions <laughs> in the office. That's so funny. And then here's the, the thrust. I cannot get to grips with the dichotomy of being an engineer and working with proven facts and theories and also taking the Bible as a factual documentation of real events. Regards, Mark. Thank you for your email, Mark. It thoughtful as ever. And it ties in nicely to what we're talking about, I think. Yeah. Because for me, the the interesting thing is like, it is a, 
a phenomenon that we see more and more where people in STEM fields are kind of held up as, well, if you are a scientist and you believe in God, like that's somehow the, the marriage of these two non-overlapping magisteria. No worries. Wow. No worries. And it's supposed to be like the, the ultimate kind of man. That's, that's something we should all aspire to if you're religious. But what do you think about it? What, what's the motivation for it? I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's seen as uh, the sort of ultimate wisdom that you mm. can, uh, that you can reconcile science and faith that you can, uh, you know, dedicate your life to the development of the scientific method and the furtherance of scientific or technological progression, but also that you have the hubris, uh, well, that's probably not one in. <laughs> you don't have the hubris. You have the humility, sorry. Yeah. To uh, to know that you don't know everything and uh, and that there could be something beyond. But that is not the same as believing in a particular organized religion. Like you can, yes. you can have faith and believe in science, I think. And you can certainly believe that there's the possibility of something beyond what science can measure. Um Mm-hmm. But whilst also believing in science, but to hold to a specific organized religion is, I think, I feel safe in saying this, objectively foolish. It's, well, it's like the Hitchens thing that he used to say about how if you can make, like, no one alive has ever been able to make a convincing argument for taking the step between being a deist to being a theist. Because if you can prove the potential for a god, which, I mean, does exist, then all your work is still ahead of you to prove that this is a personal god who cares about what you do with your dick, which bits you cut off of various people and what wars you win and which sports you back and who you go to bed with and stuff like that. Like the... But... Yeah, I think the the mysticism seems to come into it. As you say, we're at a stage in society where the very kind of zenith of scientific research is so far beyond what we will ever understand, even as like the kind of intelligent people that I imagine listen to this show. Unless you're a specialist in a tiny, tiny field. Oh, God. No, then you haven't got... I hope this yeah, is this then all we know is like how little yeah. we know relative to how much there is. And I think that breeds, that's like the kind of the distance between average understanding and top level understanding is what breeds this kind of treatment of people who have achieved even the most minute specialism as being these overall Renaissance figures who just know it all, even though by their own admission, usually they know something so deeply specific yeah. that it would have no relevance to other fields. It's like probably a, again, like a backlash to, to that scientific advancement as well, isn't it? Like you see mm. coming through the scientific revolution that whilst it's not the, the sort of the Titanic battle that GCSE textbooks would have you believe it was that there, there was a, a, uh, a turning away from religion as science kind of took a firmer hold and mm-hmm. and general kind of things like church attendance and numbers of people uh, admitting to belief have fallen 
um, that I think once you get to this point, like you say, where the breadth of knowledge and indeed the depth of, of knowledge that science and has achieved um, is perhaps so off-putting that the reaction then is to either A, deny it like the flat earthers or to assume a, a position in which you decide that because you can't know it, um, you'll dedicate yourself to the unknowable, mm. to something that transcends it and is different from it. Um, as that's the only way that you can begin to make sense of a world that's so vastly complicated. Like it mm. just comes back to the few points that I keep having to make to people in the group, which is that A, just because you don't understand it or even I don't <laughs> understand it doesn't mean that it can't be true. and doesn't can't mean, be understood by anyone. And that whilst a healthy scepticism is, as I say, healthy, like just to deny fact because you aren't comfortable with it um, is foolish. Mm. And that, you know, we cannot... It would be impossible for every person to know every aspect of the universe and to have studied it and to be able to prove it and to know the citations and the sources and the experiments for all of it. And that's why we have science and the scientific method, which brings together the research and the findings of everyone else who is able to understand or is able to experiment with these and collates it peer reviews it and then puts it out there as an established base of knowledge for simpletons like you and me to <laughs> to, to to go from to use as a platform mm-hmm. and and it, it's just really i mean i was saying this to you that it, it's difficult certainly for me and i presume for you to kind of come to terms with people who are on such a different level of debate Oh, I, I love it. I think it's my favourite thing to watch, though. Oh, yeah, it's great to watch. And it, and it is fun to join in with. But there is also a uh, a futility in it. Mm-hmm. That Oh, yeah, that well, we've, said, we've both said before, like, if Noam Chomsky asked us a question, like, I would, I would refuse to answer. <laughs> there is no... There is nothing in my intellectual arsenal which... Unless he asked me what shape the world was. No, no. You would probably know something we didn't. Imagine if Noam came out as a flat Imagine as a flattest. (laughs) That would be fucking... I think that would be the end of socialist thought. (laughs) You just couldn't come back from that. (laughs) That would be that whole movement dead. Horrid. But yeah, there is... uh, I think being aware of the variety of intellectual capacity and not capacity so much as achievement i don't know we've got a a psychological listener (laughs) that makes me sound mad a psychological listener we've got a listener who is versed in psychology so perhaps they can inform us as to the truth of what i'm about to say but my understanding is that there's not like massive neurobiological distinctions between the brain of a genius and the brain of an average person obviously at like either ends of the spectrum there are going to be people who have brain damage versus people who have like whatever is great but what i'm saying is <laughs> whatever is the great. capacity is there for thought uh, at any level for the most part and the more distinct the the top the upper echelons become from the average I think the danger is that we just kind of lionize them inherently. So that's why we see like 
Richard Dawkins, who, whilst I respect his work immensely, fucks me off a lot as well. Because he doesn't know everything that he's talking about. No. And yet will talk about absolutely anything. He weighs in on all kinds of things, as is his right to do so. But is, I don't know, he has a kind of anti-criticism attitude because he's an expert in one field. Yeah, or, uh, or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, also. Who, has, who made one of my favourite videos on YouTube ever uh-huh. about kind of uh, funding for space exploration and... Uh, like at changing attitudes towards NASA, which seems even more mm-hmm. profound now that we've discovered the extent of the flat Is he a NASA sexual? Uh, yeah, he absolutely is. Yeah, I thought so. He's the NASA sexual. Is he? Yeah. But he, again, is just someone who, who weighs in with the most pathetic and pretentious remarks about things yeah. that it turns out he's categorically wrong about. Did you see the one <laughs> where he... Because uh, he loves to be an absolute killjoy mm-hmm. um and and shit all over movies that dare to not be scientific fact um oh, yeah. he, just like films aren't yeah. meant to be and he chose an interesting vector against batman which was okay. that if he really wanted to be like a bat he should be blind <laughs> and someone just pointed out to him that bats are, are not blind yeah <laughs> that's I just that was a, like that's just an idiom one of the basic gotchas that everyone learns in primary school yeah where it's like well they're not blind i thought he was going to say then he should have like eaten a bat or something but i think the dichotomy to go back to mark's email um comes down to a personal sense maybe that if you know lots about one thing you basically are better than everyone and that just by by virtue of being a high level engineer working with proven facts and theories that you can kind of cast your gaze towards less fundamentally true elements of, of the world and kind of give them credence just because you're you. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Let's get into Proust. Let's get into Proust. We're starting on a high note. No, 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 the other one. Oh, good. Question 23. What do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? Oh, wow. And why? (laughs) The lowest depth of misery. Hmm. I assume it means a kind of holistic misery, because you could just say, I wouldn't like to be tortured. But misery is quite a specific word to use, isn't it? I think recognition that you are at the hands of a system like in any sense or any place that you're at the hands of a system over which you have literally no control <laughs> so powerlessness yeah i think so because it, mm. it is i think the ultimate hopelessness um i guess i i mean like we we've mentioned i think briefly on uh, on the show my uh, somewhat regrettable arrest <laughs> <laughs> um but knowing in a like the idea that you're innocent, even of something as small and pathetic as, as this was, as uh, mm-hmm. supposedly breaking a Murder. window. Yeah. Oh, window. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got in <laughs> So breaking the window to someone's soul. <laughs> uh, but that everything in that system is set up to decide that you aren't. Um, mm-hmm. There's just a real uh, depressive funk that comes from knowing that 
truth doesn't matter. Yeah. As much as the version of truth that's the easiest to peddle. There are upsides to that kind of uh, relativistic truth, though, if you can harness it to just advance your own goals. Yeah, but the fact that that's true of, say, corporations as much as it is individuals yeah, means that like, you will not have the same level of power and that your ability to manipulate that is probably minimal. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's pretty good. Well, I literally, I literally just got a message mm-hmm. from my girlfriend uh, about uh, this Hurricane Irma mm-hmm. that's coming in, and uh, all of the airlines have jacked up the prices for flights out of Miami to preposterous oh, wow. levels. So uh, the news story breaking about uh, a guy who bought a ticket for his daughter from Miami to Connecticut for $152. Next mm-hmm. day, tried to get one for her roommate because it was so cheap. Went back and it was $1,520. <gasps> wow. That's dreadful. I've read over the last month more defences of price gouging by fucking Facebook and Reddit and general internet cunts who are like, well, it's just the market. I don't know why I've given them that accent. <laughs> it's because it's Paul Joseph Watson-esque, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. That's probably why. I haven't thought of and that. And it's the that free market. What it is, it's supply meets demand. It's the free market in action. And, these, and who are we to get in the way? These libtards crying over their expensive plane tickets, damning them to a death in If stri- you can't afford it. That's Darwin saying you should drown. If you can't stand up to the wind, the earth doesn't want you. <laughs> if nature itself's got a vendetta against you, who are we to stop her? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Joseph Watson. The fickle mistress that, that she is. <laughs> but like, and again, we can get on the another screenshot from the Guardian article about Irma. Uh, tough mm-hmm. talk from Florida Sheriff would almost certainly cause some who would have sought shelter from the storm to try and ride it out in a less safe location. What tough talk? Polk, what Cal- say? Polk County Sheriff. If you go to a shelter for hashtag Irma and you have a warrant, we'll gladly escort you to the safe and secure shelter called the Polk County Jail. Okay. Well, why is that? Why is he tweeting that now? <laughs> That's, what a strange thing to do. But like... Why is that his priority? Yeah, I know. It's this amazing. A natural disaster like to happen. Hundreds of people are probably going to die. It's weird the kind of machismo that comes into it of um, I'm going to stay in my home and like fight against the torrents of water, (laughs) wind. We've learned nothing since Canute (laughs) that that this isn't how it works. It's like the fucking, the like pricks who are uh, reporting people for looting. And you're like, it's a hurricane. Like these people yeah. are these are people who have nowhere to go. And it's not like they were looting like a TV. No. It's not like they were looting a fucking PlayStation. They're going for, for bread from a food, from a destroyed supermarket. Water that isn't coming out of the sky and then swept up in the fucking mud of your own existence. It's just unbelievable, like the priorities that people have. That you can't just it's be like sickening. These are people who are living in the wake of an unfathomably destructive force trying to survive. They probably couldn't go to the shelter because someone's accused them of stealing a TV before and the sheriff's waiting to shoot them on sight, yeah, sitting on the roof, picking it. people off as they run towards it. Like it's, but it's, again, it, like, it, like all just, the walking it all dead. just feeds into the idea that there's just, that you are at the hands of systems that 
are geared against you, especially if you've got no, uh, especially if you've got no fucking money. <laughs> yeah, the misery for me comes not from the um, impotence per se, but from the knowledge that the kind of architects of it are, generally speaking, so average and mediocre mm-hmm. and often just flagrantly stupid and wrong about so many things in the world that uh, yeah. it's a governance not in in the literal sense i'm not saying the prime minister's an idiot although i think she's a bit of a cunt <laughs> but the governance in the sense of the system capital t capital s is by just whoever happens to be there not by any kind of merit no. or yeah, so that it's any situation in which, even if you're like in a waiting room for, I don't know, I don't know why would you be in a waiting room? An interview, dentist, dentist, yeah, and just being at the the mercy of someone who can't work out something as basic. Or like when I went to that, as your name, yeah, I can't can't listen to what I'm saying, and then find it on a page, and is then like blaming me for it. You, it's that dinner lady power again. It all comes back to this very primary school hatred that has been seething away of uh, people who run with the little cog position that they've been given and use it to abuse others for their own, yeah. I don't know, entertainment. And that as well, that despite the uh, the obvious failures of such systems, that there, there are people who continue to support it. Blindly Men- defending yeah. it. Um, many of them even also being fucked over by it (laughs) yeah oh mostly i would say (laughs) yeah that's the great trick isn't it it's that the steinbeck quote that is just the single greatest encapsulation of all western problems that are going to be the death eventually of our planet and our livelihoods just the fact that um americans don't see themselves as impoverished they see themselves as temporarily embarrassed millionaires it's like, well, it could be me one day. It's yep. just voting against your own interests on the basis that one day you'll climb out rather than having any class consciousness. And you're saying this is heavy episode. And you're today. saying that that's not, um, you, I was surprised that you weren't bringing up the Steinbeck quote, the world is flat. Oh, suck well, no, it, that's, globe that's my second favorite. <laughs> Do you from Cannery Row, wasn't it? East of Eden. <laughs> Opens the, with the immortal. The, east, it was the flattest east, of worlds. East, of course, being the opposite of west. <laughs> God, he was ahead of his time. God bless you, John. Right, what's the next fucking question? Please tell me that it's something about puppies next one's or quite something. Upbeat. Okay. What is your favourite occupation? Oh, question I'm assuming it means a uh, way to spend job. your time rather than job. Oh, okay. oh, I don't know. I thought it meant job because way to spend your time is... I don't know. That's so broad. And also, surely inherent in the answer has got to be variety because there's no single thing you'd want to do for the rest of your life, is there? No, but that applies to job, surely. Yeah, it does. My favourite job when I've... Well, even now, in fact, but from the age of about four, when people start asking you this at primary school, you know what they're like. They come up to you trying to make friends, trying to get in with your crew. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you want to be when you're older? I went to primary school up north, in case that wasn't obvious. Um, and it's like, Where they well, get you to eat bugs. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and I had to drink soil milk. <laughs> My mum reminded me that, because I was like, I was really against milk as a child. Right. I mean, I still am, actually. I hate milk. Not for any particular reason. I think it's just gross. 
And also the dairy industry is a shame. The dairy industry is a shame. But I used to have soya milk because we, it was back in the days of like enforced breaks for milk and cookies or yeah. whatever, milk and a bit of fruit. And so I used to have to get a carton of soil milk. I thought it was called because I was deaf at the time. Thatcher, Thatcher, so I was soil bugs. snatcher. <laughs> I was eating bugs and drinking soil milk and it made me the man I am today. child of the earth. <laughs> um, no wonder you're but, an absolute globby baby. <laughs> But my my answer was and always has been that I wanted to do a different job every day. I was like, on Monday, I want to own a sweet shop. On Tuesday, fuck the sweet shop. Man. <laughs> I want to drive a tube or some shit. Probably not that one because that sounds like it wouldn't be. I probably wanted to be a <laughs> You just wanted to be Mr. Ben. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But without the dressing up, he's got time for that. I'm not going to some chump's shop trying on his clothes. Don't call him a chump him. just because he was a magic paedophile. <laughs> Was he? I don't remember much about the magic pedophile that? of Mr. Ben. And as if by magic, zap, the shopkeeper His trousers appeared. were up. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's that in your pocket? Asked Mr. Ben. What's the shopkeeper winked knowingly. What's that What's that from out the back for, Mr. Shopkeeper? <laughs> don't worry. Just head off to Roman times, Mr. Ben. Give us at least an hour. <laughs> oh, no, is that what he was doing? He was just sending Mr. Ben on wacky adventures so that he didn't notice <laughs> his... his Adoption of every child in <laughs> the thought, village and he, subsequently. He assumed that Mr. Ben must have been some kind of undercover policeman. Because <laughs> he couldn't believe that any any normal adult man would come back to a fancy dress shop every oh, single day. <laughs> how brilliant is the idea of a Mr. Ben series, but from the perspective of the shopkeeper? <laughs> Should we make because it? why does he not go on any of these expeditions with Mr. Ben? Like, why is he sending him off? Why does it's he, like he's cursed. Why does he say so curiously little about it all? Yeah, it's really weird. Because he doesn't ask enough questions about his adventures. <laughs> where, where, like the Carl Pilkington story about the aliens, where he's the one oh, about yeah. uh, the guy who was sat and he uh, sat in his car in his and he car. saw a flash of light, and then he looked in the mirror and he'd grown a beard, and then he, he went home to his wife and said. Oh, look, I've, I've been. I was sat in the car, and there was this flash of light. Then I looked in the mirror, and I had a beard. And his wife, never mind that. Wife, never mind that. Where have you been for three days? It's <laughs> incredible proof of aliens. It's so good. It's but so yeah, good. like, why is the shopkeeper not more like curious? Well, the only answer can be there are two possible vectors for for the way this series could go. One of them is the One classic, is Mr. Ben's mentally ill, he's imagined it all, he's in a coma. Uh, okay, yeah, there are three then. <laughs> okay. the, the second one is that he's cursed like some like the guy who has to ferry people across the river Styx oh, like, whatever his name yeah is. like he he has to fulfill one role and he can't do anything else like Idris Elba in the Thor films oh like um like Davy Jones yeah exactly so that that could be one thing but he never seemed particularly pissed off about the whole thing no he always but had then, a very wry knowing smile yeah the absolute he did <laughs> so then the only other thing I can think of is that he's getting He's above Mr. Ben in enjoyment. For some reason, something about what Mr. Ben's doing, travelling to any era of time, is below what the shopkeeper's getting up to in the intervening periods. So either he's like pulling one over on Ben. Is his name, is his first name Ben? Or is his surname Ben? He's Mr. Ben. That's all we need to know. Hillary Ben. Tony <laughs> Ben. Tony Ben. Goodness. Time traveller. <laughs> But yeah, he must be getting up to all kinds of things while he's away. Otherwise, he would be like deeply envious or yeah. just go along as well. I, really weird. 
Or maybe maybe he's he is like magical himself, mm. and that's why he always like appears from nowhere because he is always off in an adventure, but knows when someone's come back to the shop, so he quickly like is like back, oh, that back into the good. shop. I've been reminded so twenty four seven just because uh, it's quite tangential, but I've been meaning to say it for a little while. I think uh-huh. um, that there is one where I think he becomes Saint George or something, or he goes back as a knight and fights a dragon. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me that a couple of weeks ago I was on Reddit and uh, when you've got ad block on or any kind of ad block and you have Reddit, instead of ads, you just get little uh, promos for other subreddits. Uh-huh. And uh, one of them was for a subreddit called Imaginary Dragons, like <laughs> as opposed to like- a subreddit for real dragons. <laughs> No, that's a shame. <laughs> I just I sat there for a while looking at it, thinking, "Why did they have to go for imagine? What's the subreddit? Are dragons? <laughs> yeah, because um, anyone who's going to that subreddit has gone there on the assumption on, on the just the knowledge that dragons do exist. But I want to see some imaginary ones yeah. today. It's like when all the real world dragons they're a they're bit boring. Dumb, I've seen them all. You've seen one? Komodo. Fuck off. Fuck them. Don't even breathe fire. Smaug, dreadful. <laughs> um, so, the, what are we saying? Our favourite occupation is being Mister Ben. Or <laughs> well, that was that was your that answer. Was... Your answer is you like no, getting dicked over by an evil shopkeeper. <laughs> I just like variety. But are we saying job or pastime? Uh, I well, I suppose job's a bit of a weird one because neither of us has really had a job. I was a gardener once. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or at least enjoyable ones. So it seems I silly have. to. What What did you do? I did the, this little show I might have told you about called Assisted Suicide the Musical. Oh yeah, I, I got paid so. a lot of money to do not that much to, and be myself on stage in front yeah. of a thousand people. Well, I suppose lovely. so. So yours would be acting then, surely? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mister Ben. <laughs> yeah, Ben or bust. <laughs> No, I do like acting. I just struggle to consider it a Perceive job. Perceive it as a job. Because well, that's it is what I was just, saying. It is just... That's why um, I said that neither of us has had a job enjoyed because I knew that you don't oh, yeah. consider it work. But no, the month where we devised the show was work in a different way. And yeah. that was fun. That's made me think that, yeah, it would be fun to be involved in that kind of like theatre making. As, and not that the acting isn't fun. It's just that in no serious way was it a job. Or does no, it continue to I be a job? Not. But I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would say then for job. Not the hotel I, where you were at the moment. I mean, I do love that uh-huh. in, in its own way um, because it is an endless source of entertainment, but it is also fundamentally quite dull. I only enjoy it because there's very little to do. So I'm on YouTube. Uh-huh. So my favorite job is YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Pay <laughs> to watch. Uh, or, or what I do at the moment is I do all the work for my other job during those hours. Uh, so I'm technically clever. getting paid double time. That's time theft. That is time I theft. Think. Yeah, you're right. So yours is time theft and mine is Mr. Ben. Cool. <laughs> uh, question- Proust would be proud. <laughs> Proust would have just given up on the whole idea of interrogation as a concept. This one's an interesting question. Um, I'm curious to see how you'll take it, first of all. Question 25. What is your most marked characteristic? My most marked characteristic? Hmm. Hmm. That is an interesting Doesn't mean question. where you've got the most tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> that is quite Are a, you taking it as personality or physical? Oh, personality. I yeah, was my too. immediate 
um, assumption. Same. Because otherwise it's just being ginger. Oh, yeah. I think for me, which is quite a boring answer. I've used it Mine's for being ginger all the questions I didn't want to answer already. <laughs> so. When and where were you happiest? Being ginger. <laughs> Favourite occupation? Being ginger. Your most treasured what possession. Do you consider the, what do you consider the depth of misery? <laughs> What is your um, greatest extravagance? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a weird one because it is quite an odd question to answer yourself. It's a very arrogant question. Because I, I, I mean, I suppose I spend the most time with myself. I'd say so. If so, you don't, you might want to sort that out. <laughs> you might want to get the police involved. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to distinguish, like knowing the sound of your own voice or your own smell or something, knowing what your mm-hmm. marked characteristic is. Maybe we should answer this for each other. Ooh, that's very much against the spirit of Proust. Are you happy to bring his ghost back only to, to punch it in the throat? Look, everyone else has fucking done their own version of I it. So there's so. no reason we might as well. <laughs> We're going to bastardise <laughs> it with the best. Everyone else has just decided it was wrong <laughs> anyway and done their own questions. Yeah. What what's the essence of the Proust questionnaire now that it's been changed so much? <laughs> it's just you could get maybe rid of Proust. It's just a maybe questionnaire. It's, Maybe it's that the changes you make are the real revelation. Wow. Not wow. true. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. I suppose it, it is in a sense. If you if you made all the questions about what you know about ants... Then, then you'd start to reveal. ask a few questions about what you were doing when you were watching Bugs Life. Why it was quite that noisy. <laughs> Horrid. Okay. No, I don't want to do it that way. It, put, it makes me out on edge. <laughs> <laughs> what about finding out what I think your most marked yeah, characteristic like is? What if I just said it anyway? Suppose you'd edit it out. I throw up. But you'd already have heard I it. Have so done. the damage is done. Sometimes I can turn my ears off. All right, well, what do you think your most marked character? Well, I don't know because the inclination is to say something positive about yourself because we all like to think that we're the hero of our own monomyth. Um, so it's not going to be like I'm a cunt, is it? Although I don't know. Maybe it is. I suppose that would probably be what people would say of us. Do you think? I think they'd say so that, that we're charitable. <laughs> I think that once people really get to know us, they might. Yeah. The other day, my girlfriend said to me that I was really kind. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And she went, but also really mean. <laughs> it's the yin <laughs> like, and yang. What, what a nice like balance I've found. Yeah. A sort of zen. It evens but, out to having no impact on the world around you. I think maybe... Mine would be a kind of strange difference in, or a strange conflict in my patience. Okay. <laughs> in that I'm, I'm really patient up until I'm not, and then I've got no time for this. Because I will like sit and and listen, mm-hmm. and I can. I I found it most markedly with teaching. I think, which is that I'm happy That's to explain something, and if somebody, and if somebody. Uh, doesn't understand then i'm happy to go through it and like look at it another way but if they still don't understand i'm like well you're lost i'm sorry that i'm just <laughs> leaving it. you behind <laughs> like if you can't understand it after it being explained twice yeah. <laughs> you'll never get it so just move on but i found that i'm like it with everything else like now if i if i watch the football i i'll if if west ham are fucking up for the first like five minutes, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like you know, they're getting into the game. You know, they're they're, they're <laughs> getting into the game that they play professionally. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, they're settling into it. They'll uh, they'll find their, their rhythm eventually. And then almost as soon as we tick over to 5.01 and someone passes the ball off the pitch, I'm screaming <laughs> at the television in absolute unbridled fury. Or oh, <laughs> with this all with this flat earth stuff. Like I, I I was going along with it for for you know a few hours and it was fun and it was it was just a laugh and have a few like funny comments but then eventually i just reached a point i was like i literally i want to get banned from this group <laughs> i need to get that from I my own had, house yeah i've had enough for everyone's sake i'm leaving <laughs> and i'm gonna leave in the most outlandish way i can by telling them all that they're so incontrovertibly wrong mm-hmm. i don't know most marked though because depending on how you interpret the question it would be like if someone's known you for 10 minutes, they should see this characteristic as well as if they'd known you for 10 years. Well, I suppose so. Because otherwise it's not that marked. But then I don't know that so anyone what? has characteristics that are that immediately visible. Yeah. Unless they are just an absolute wanker. Or just like the most beautifully nice person you've ever met. Yeah. Like the first time you met them, they just handed you their dinner and said, you deserve this more. And then kissed you on the forehead, sent you on your way. That's my one. I did that. What would you it like it to be? To uh, this is basically the that. same question as what would you like to be remembered for? Which might yeah. come up. Let me just check it. I'm not preempting. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, I suppose um, being funny. Mm-hmm. I'd quite like that. I consider it like intrinsic it's the trait that i most admire in people uh-huh. and so i th- i think therefore naturally it's the trait that i'd like to be admired for what about just to an extent fun wouldn't you say that's a step up <laughs> stop trying to <laughs> defend your previous answer if you are fun you've encapsulated funny already no but not necessarily you can be fun without being funny who's fun and not funny idiots <laughs> well yeah <laughs> oh them okay <laughs> fine these flat earth people are fun, but they're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyone who comes up with seriously delusional is basically <laughs> a comic stewardly. What would you like most like people to, to think of? Um principled. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> I've a done shame. That. <laughs> no, I don't think principled really. I think uh maybe something about like integrity to your own character. I'd like my most marked characteristic to be that, that you're always yourself. All my characteristics are mine, whatever they are, good and bad. <laughs> no one else can be funny. I'm the funny yeah, one. <laughs> Isaac means laughter in Hebrew, so you could all go and fuck off. <laughs> I thought you meant as in uh, that you were that you were the the same no matter the situation. Well, no, because I know that our friend Matthew. That's oh, what yeah. we've always said about him. You can take Matthew the thing to that you love. a palace or to. <laughs> A chicken shop under the bridge, <laughs> and he's exactly the same person. It's the best. Yeah, no, I admire that because I don't do that. I, I like not doing that though. I really like. Um, I find I'm doing it different aspect. I find that I'm doing it more. Mm. I think I care less. I think I have apathy. Yeah. yeah, rather than rather than integrity. But the way in which I do it, the way in which I change personality traits depending on who I'm with, is usually born out of apathy anyway, because. I'm really opinionated and I like, uh, I like we were talking about before we started the show, I have a firm belief that if I spoke to any of these flat earth people one-on-one, I would be able to convince them that they're talking nonsense and that the earth is round. So that's like part of my personality. But then if I'm at a table of people who, even if it's people I know quite well, and they start 
talking about something that I know is bullshit, then I'm quite happy to leave it and just give the impression, like just go along with it because it's just, (laughs) it's slightly funnier to watch, I think. And also I've got past, like I've said on the show before, past the point of thinking that I need to, to save people from their own idiocy. (laughs) Unless they're online. Yeah. Unless they're flat earth group. (laughs) But I mean, that will pass as well. I'll probably start pretending I believe in the flat earth in about a week. But yeah, it's difficult because, I don't know, it asks a lot about what we like about ourselves. And I don't really like talking about what I like about myself. I think that's more for the dossier. (laughs) No, that's fairly normal, I think. People don't like that. Yeah, I know. But in conjunction with everything else, it gains a a higher significance. I think that you don't like talking about yourself or what you like about yourself. Because you don't believe that you live inside yourself. (laughs) It's because I think I have all traits at once. (laughs) Except the trait where you don't want to scratch your own eyes out. If this was on a written test, I would simply answer with the one word, Jesus, as my most marked characteristic, <laughs> and leave it at that. Um, I Yeah, I can't think of a not-cop-out answer, sadly, but I'll restate that it would be something about, like, having enough of a defined character to be memorable. Yeah, maybe memorable. Yeah. That's quite a good one. That works. But then if go. the question was, how would you like to be remembered as memorable? That's a really <laughs> shit answer. I don't remember right, anything about on. it. Okay, let's do... I think... One more? No, I think let's go to Matt's email because... Uh, oh, you want to go to Matt's email? We're on question okay. 25. We're at an hour. Oh, yeah, we are. 25 is a good okay. place to leave it. So you will remember Matt emailed in last week as I find this email somewhere. Uh, no, that's PayPal. Spending big, so PayPal, completely erroneously assessing my spending because I have no money. Uh, Did you see the uh, the tweet that I sent you earlier that was incredible? What was it? I probably that, did. Uh, someone said, me spends money. Oh, yeah. Companies removes money from my account. Me. And then they'd retweeted Rihanna just saying, the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a quick mention to an email we had from... The podcast Pangolin. (laughs) Now, we don't have any more information than you do. But the subject line is, might I interest you? And then it begins in a word from the podcast Pangolin. Quote, blessings shine down upon you, audio babies, says the podcast Pangolin. Not globby babies. No. We're audio babies now. And many happy returns to you on your latest ear feast. That sounds like (laughs) something I'd write. I shall be listening to the fruits of your labour intently, young ones. Many gifts will come to you. I'm happy about that. Do not fear, but instead trust in the podcast pangolin to deliver. And then there's a photo of him or her or them. I am but a vessel for the podcast pangolin's wisdom and words of encouragement. He cannot type because he is a pangolin and does not have fingers as such. But instead pointy claws for excavating ants and termites nests for tasty snacks. Uh, So I, I replied, but... What what are we reckoning about that whole situation? <laughs> in are what, in what sense? <laughs> Covered, Covered in pangolin blood. Yeah, little teeth. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems. I mean, oh, obviously, no. this was, as they say, merely the vessel. Yeah, of true. The podcast pangolin. Um, People who describe themselves but, as merely a vessel are usually <laughs> going to be adept at stabbing you in the throat. <laughs> but the the message from the podcast pangolin seemed, on the whole positive yes that's true for now though i, I get suppose we just we don't want to cross him i think that we should probably uh 
put on hold that episode of anti-pangolin propaganda that we had planned, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, just in case it fucks him off in a big way, and he uses those ant claws for a different attack. Yeah, but thanks anyway. Yeah, thanks a lot. Podcast Pangolin. Follow us on the Twitter, at That's a Shame yep. Cast. Um, Matthew, Matt emailed in. You remember him from uh, from last episode. He is a university professor who listens. Oh, an update to my quest to find like how qualified our listenership is, which is a pretty bold quest given how unqualified we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> our dear friend Paul Shayetti tweeted in with his. Let me try and find it exactly because he put it very well. He has a job that makes him sound like he just is a spy like there's no two ways about it <laughs> oh yeah where is it does need the librarian for the military yeah. or something it's like it makes him sound like he holds all the secrets to like <laughs> he's got the nuclear case i think if anyone could enlighten us as to the earth's flatness or rotundity then it's it's paul in that job <laughs> yeah paul what do you know about thoth the moving <laughs> island whereabouts is it at the no, moment don't give us your fobbing off library answers paul we need the real <laughs> truth we want to get to the core of thoth don't go being a NASA, a NASA, a NASA sexual. sexual. Okay, uh, Matt emails in. Hi again, Isaac and Declan. Well, thanks heaps for the reply and the big warm mention. Oh, I can't speak. The big warm mention in episode 36. I was completely charmed by it. My daughter heard it too. She tried not to let on, but I could tell she was a little impressed that I'm being mentioned in, quote, real podcasts. <laughs> I haven't the heart to tell her. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, oh. Now, Matt has. I'm glad that I'm glad that our listenership is as at home with the nonsense element of this podcast as we yeah. are. I I would hate. I'd hate for, for them to think, think that we're serious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that you could have listened to even one episode and come to that conclusion, mm-hmm. particularly if it was the first episode. <laughs> but but I, I mean, surely the, I mean there must be some people. At least one person out there who assumes this is a serious endeavour. Yeah, imagine um, someone writing so, like an essay about it. That'd be good. But it's it's good to know that everyone's at home with this being uh, unorganised, yep. unprepared drivel. We're all everyone in Shame City. We're all in on the same joke, and the joke is everyone else, the world. Yeah. Uh, Matt has brought, come back to Twitter. He had a dormant account just to follow us and John Darkins. His incisive analyses, he says, are the perfect counterpoint to the lighter material you post. I wouldn't hold your breath on any more updates from John. <laughs> the man is I feel like once again dead. <laughs> once again dead or forgotten his password. I feel like John Darkins existed in every age and he just like reawakens with a big <gasps> every so often when he's Nick like, Glegg has done he's something like, worth He's like Blackadder. Yeah. <laughs> he just exists at every point. Permeates a time. Um, as encouraged, Matt continues, the time traveller's racist friend. <laughs> I dutifully enrolled in the Flat Earth Facebook group, and like yourselves, the initial amusement was soon replaced by a deep and abiding sadness. <laughs> Since your faith in progress and reason has already been ruined, you may as well sub to Things Anti-Vaxxers Say, which I have done on Facebook, <sighs> if you haven't already. There are so many wonderful internet-mediated subcultures out there. Do a Google image search for bronies. I have a soft spot for bronies. We've never talked about bronies on the show, have we? We haven't, no. They've kind of fallen out of limelight a little bit of late, I think. Yeah, I think that they sort of... Everyone realised that we were mocking them, which, I mean, we were well within our rights to uh-huh. do so. But then that 
also the alt right existed yeah in, on this on the exact same internet as bronies and they were probably they're probably shut out worthy of our scorn more yeah that's true let's say we've turned our attention to bigger problems. i did i did send you though there was a, a, a dormant kind of facebook page for uh everyone in my year like uh for the like leavers book or something oh yeah um that hadn't been touched in i think a year and a half mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, during second year of university, someone posted a link to a BBC News video. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. And it was, uh, and it was of a guy in the year that everyone hated uh, being interviewed about the fact that he was a brony <laughs> on what BBC an News. Bit of news, <laughs> and it was just such an incredible update to know that because you know sometimes those eccentric and hated people go off to university and it's where they really flourish yeah they like they come out the other side as a and they come out the other side as a normal person well adjusted and 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 instead he'd gone quite the other way (laughs) he'd gone publicly publicly outed himself in the most public uh like platform possible as a genuine weirdo (laughs) yeah well it's nice of him to do yes they're interesting the old bronies i wouldn't actually recommend you do do a google image search because you never know what might come up it's all kinds of like sexy horses is the theme. On the like internet subcultures thing though, I have over the last couple of weeks been entirely replacing friends on Facebook with just groups because yeah. they are infinitely more entertaining than they having funny. actual people to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. But I love that most of them are not subcultures in themselves but mocking subcultures yeah so there was the rick and morty one that we are part of oh yeah but no um, but specify because now people will think we like that show oh, oh yeah well there was a uh, rick and people who think rick and morty is a trait a personality trait yeah yeah people who've defined their um, identity on a cartoon from which we discovered the real ricks which we'll tell the story of another time yeah. i think because it's quite, quite the depth. tragic downfall um but then I'm in. I'm in loads. So this is the right fabled memeing ability. Is That's one of the best <laughs> names. But there's loads that are just sounds like your your uh, sounds like your theory needs more analysis. But okay, <laughs> sounds like you genuinely hate women. But okay, <laughs> uh, there's another couple that are. That's not how vaginas work. Oh, no. Which is another great one that gets linked in every single uh, thread about. How do incels even survive? Uh-huh. Um, but my favourite, because it's such a... What I thought was a really niche hatred. Um, and I've discovered there's a, a whole... Hundreds of people who also hate this mm. is... Oh, looks like someone's fetishizing Justin Trudeau again. <laughs> it's maybe my favourite one that I'm part of. That's <laughs> great. Just, just for collecting all of the bullshit that people... Uh, share about how he's an absolute babe when really he's literally just as bad as everyone else. Um, As it happens, Matt continues, a little of my research is to do with different types of delusional thinking. Having what is euphemistically called, this is such a great phrase, epistemically suspect beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that brilliant? The best thing about it is that people who hold those beliefs won't know that that's an insult yes. to them. <laughs> but better described by my younger, smarter and more successful colleague, Gord, as bullshit. And he's, he's cited. So this is the level of email we're getting now, guys. This email has citations. Citations. Uh, he cited uh, Gordon Pennycook. His paper is called On the Reception and Detection of Pseudo-Profound Bullshit. 
Isn't that just amazing? We'll link to That's it. That's amazing. I found Do you think he's read? Think he's read milk and honey? I hope so. <laughs> um, he has noted as well that he's Matt is also envious of his last name. Pennycook is a great last name. He sounds like a kind of he sounds like he could be the shopkeeper from Mister Ben. <laughs> I just like that, Mister Mister Pennycook appeared. His eyes what sort of covered in blood. <laughs> what sort of bullshit would you like this week, Mister Ben? <laughs> Submarine bullshit, as you were. <laughs> Um, I include the citation because it is hands down the best serious scientific article title I've ever come across. However, I can't be too superior. Academia is riddled with deconstructed postmodern bullshit written by people who really ought to know better. And then he's linked us. I don't know if he wants us to read this out. Uh, well, I'm going to. Just the title of the article is The Perilous Whiteness of Pumpkins, which doesn't strike you necessarily as <laughs> worthy research. <laughs> Um, let's see. I won't read that bit because that's just praise for us, which will just come across as narcissistic. Just, very, you can just assume that as a given, really. <laughs> but the PS, he says, oh no, must get back to work. See you on the social media. I'll continue to spread the word of TAS down under where we live in the shadow of the ice wall. <laughs> Matt. PS, don't ever change your logo. Perhaps I'm reading it wrong. You're not. But to me, it seems to say, I could give a fuck what you think. Just so perfectly. I remember when I first saw it, I thought whoever was brave enough to fly this banner had to be worth a listen. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for another fantastic email. Um, let's talk about how people can get in touch. Stroking our egos. So. That's very kind. Very kind indeed. Declan, how do people... Say I wanted to stroke our egos. How would I do that? What would be the best way? Well, uh, technically you could just do it now live on air. But oh, if yeah. you, as in... The general you. Yes. It's in our listenership. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're I'm in, How could yeah, they? I'm embodying how could them, they do? There are so many. There are so many ways in which they can. We've made it so easy for them to stroke our egos. It's amazing that they're not doing it more. Often, <laughs> it's just really. It's, it's devastating. Um, you can. Uh, well, you could review us first Ooh, of all. That would be publicly good. stroke our egos. Very nice. In fact, I think you should try and get up the review page, as I have a feeling that one of our listeners has indeed left us a new one. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do that while you talk. Uh, but if you wish to leave us a, a review, five stars, of course. <laughs> Don't be giving us any sort of bullshit like four stars or below. That'd be mad. Um, and incorrect, as the uh, the majority of reviews will uh, will show you. Yeah. Uh, you can do so by visiting shame.city slash review or just by going on iTunes and searching for the show. Uh, if you type in that's a shame, you'll, we'll be there. Yeah. Party dog. <laughs> Party dog. I know. I, well, I was going to say party hat wearing dog, but then I nearly said party dog wearing hat. Well, I guess <laughs> that's not incorrect. Would have been a shame. <laughs> that's epistemically suspect, if ever I heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and click on him and you can leave us a review. That'd be lovely. Uh, it does help the show. It helps get the word out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Did you manage to find it, Isaac? No, there's no, no new review that I could find. Well. I didn't look I've very hard, but I've I've I think they have... take a while to come across. Oh, I see. Well, uh, in that case, in the meantime, you could always email us. Why not? We love an email. You can email us at tas at shame.city, mm-hmm. uh, which will come through to us. Or, indeed, you can find us on Twitter. Yeah. You can find the show at That's a Shamecast. Or, if you wish to speak to us individually, if you've got any questions about Isaac's many neuroses and mental illnesses, None. if you want to know quite how he's embodied you or himself, or, indeed, the Lord God himself... <laughs> Then you can find him at Isaac BD. You can find myself at Cynical Declan. Don't try True. my patience. Fact. 
very nice. Also, as we've mentioned Facebook, I set up a Facebook page for us ages ago and then forgot about it. Oh, yeah, I remember if that. If you go shame.city slash Facebook, it's a group, not a page. Uh, how about we post some weird stuff in it as we come across? Because we send, Declan and I send yeah. each other screenshots of, of bullshit day in, day out. So it wouldn't be hard for minute us to push it. by there. literal minute. And if you have any interest in that kind of thing, then uh, get on board there and have a chat. Other than that, now... We've got a phrase on this show. I can't remember who coined it, but they're a real genius, whoever it was. Word of mouth is best of what? mouth. So it's, good it's, it's on a mug. It's best of mouth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's up they there don't with... just put anything on a, on a mug. No, not these days. Spread the word is, is the thrust here. Tell a friend about the show. You've, you've all got someone in your life, I think, who could just use a little pick-me-up here and there. And how better to be picked up than with all this and Mr. Ben chat. And our discussion of... What the depth of misery really is, and <laughs> what it means to be a victim of capitalism. That's it. Oh, it's just warming my heart to hear about <laughs> the it. The cockles of my heart. What are the cockles of one's heart? Let's not think about it too much. Ever we know again. how you get with the circulatory system. I was in a shop the other day, and um, that song came on, "Pumping Blood." Uh, the one that the one that you love, but also how does it go? I can't remember. Bear to, <laughs> It's a, and the whole wide world is missing. Oh, yes, yes, I do like that bit. Do, 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 but then do, I've do. never listened to it because... But then you, cause you can't bring yourself to type in those, no, never those words. Isaac has to send me one of those, like, simultaneous video links and get <laughs> me to search for it and press play because he can't bear to touch it. I have to mark myself as safe on Facebook immediately afterwards. <laughs> uh, but look, this has been episode 37. That's all the ways to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Spread the word of the show and we'll we'll spread whatever word you email us. We'll, we'll put it back out there. It's a reciprocal symbiotic system and we love you a lot. Well, oh uh, no, I've been Isaac. I realise that we've kind of come up with an outro that we use all the time. Had you noticed that? Do we? Yeah, we always no. say basically the same thing. And and the same intro quite often as well. This is how structures form. Um, I've been Isaac, you've been... Declan. And we'll see you on Sunday. So what you're saying is that we're, we're, we've essentially done a shit version of the two Ronnies outro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you.
necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, old Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander. Necessities of life will come to you. 